Uh, on this week's episode of the DW Podcast, I've got Megara Fury, who is Scotland's number one dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye. <laughs> is that a fair assessment? Aye, I, I like that assessment. I'll take that. That's aye. fine. <laughs> aye, a, a bit different from our usual guests of uh, politicians, musicians... Uh, people that have wrote books, anything along those lines, but I think it's an interesting Fucking yes, putting domination on the map here. Exactly, so like, tell us a wee bit about it, how did you end it? So, um, uh, there's, like, there's a whole convoluted story, but basically, you know, when I was younger, I lived in the suburbs, and it's just, women stayed at home, guys went to work, That's the, it was the 80s, oh, yeah. and it, it was just very much like that. Um, and I just... I just didn't ever want that for myself. You know, I wanted to yeah. be the boss. I wanted to be in charge. I wanted ind- financial independence, like all of these things. Because the, the last thing I wanted to do was be like the woman across the road who was just collecting dugs and, and white ornaments with a white carpet. And she spent all day just picking wee bits out of her carpet and all that. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I can't. That's demented. It's so, almost what's happening is just now, isn't it? I mean, being stuck inside and waiting. I know, it's all coming full circle. So, <laughs> careful what you wish for. So, I just decided that um, even at that age, I was about eight or nine years old, and I just knew that like, I wanted to be in charge in my own company and all that kind of stuff. So, fast forward a few years. Um, I get into a couple of relationships and stuff and, and I knew that I was kinky but I didn't know it had a name do you know what I mean yeah, yep thought I was adventurous or, or whatever you want okay. to call it so, and I bet you there's a lot of people out there that you know are, are into things that you would essentially do but don't realise you know that's bondage or that's oh but I keep saying this so I do talks at universities and stuff and that's the one thing that I say is that everyone's kinky they just don't know it has names like yeah. and if you did know it had a name then they would be able to go and look up stuff and be able to make their sex life even better okay. if they would just admit that it's got a name. It's like saying that you drink too much but not calling it alcoholism so you don't get the hell. 100%. Aye. Right? So it's almost you like you don't to, want to admit that's what it is. Because you need to name it. Aye, there's a taboo or there's right. negative connotations or there's 100%. Exactly. There's so many different areas where that happens. Um, like, so, for example... One thing that a lot of people do is they they have missionary sex, but they get their legs pinned over their head, or the guy pins the legs. It's a pure common thing, isn't it? Okay. So any form of restriction or movement is called bondage. So if you then call that bondage rather than just, I get my legs pinned over my head, <laughs> then, then you can start looking at bondage porn, you can look up bondage sites, you can look up bondage methods. You can then get into shibari rope bondage, which is beautiful. Um, you can then take that another level and get into um, bondage that is like suspension bondage. You can create really beautiful scenes. You can go down another route, so you can get into change. You can get into equipment. You can get into... There's loads of different things, right? But you don't know that until you know that it's called bondage and you can start researching. So um, I would always say, you know, embrace it because there's a whole world out there, like a big fucking candy shop that you could get right in about and it'd be great fun. So I name it. So, so you, you, um, were, you were young and you, you had this in your mind that you wanted to be independent and, you know, be your own person. Totally, and... always been headstrong. Like my mum's always said that, you know, I've always been headstrong. I've always been quite a lucky person. So, you know, she's always said that if I fell into the Clyde, I'd come out with a salmon in my mouth. She's <laughs> right, like, okay. everything you set your mind to, it happens because you know it's part luck but it's part just work and it's part um not letting things hold me back you know like negative self-talk self-doubt letting other people's opinions sway me I just I just do my own thing and that served me well for quite a long time Um, so what was your first steps then into the, the industry so I so yeah so I had a boyfriend I knew I was kinky, all that stuff. I didn't know it had names. Um, I started dancing. I was a stripper for a wee while. Um, and I really enjoyed that. That took me around the world. Um, it also it took me into a marriage and then back out of a marriage and all <laughs> okay. that. Kind of stuff. So did you meet someone through your work? Uh, not through my work, no. but I had a friend who I worked with in Newcastle. Right. Um, a lassie called Diane. And 
she'd went over to America and married a doctor over there. Okay. Which was hilarious because he never knew she was a stripper. So she's in Newcastle. I was <laughs> living in Newcastle. Okay. She's in Newcastle and she's over there. He didn't know she was a stripper. He thought she just worked in PR. Right. Kind of true. Um, and so she went over and we all, me and the lassies all jumped over and there was a couple of them were bridesmaids and, I mean, we were wild, right? I don't know how the fuck he didn't know. What did they think she was doing? PR? Uh Uh-huh. There's all these lassies who look, talk and walk like strippers. (laughs) Her wedding. And and I'm like, there's all these like really, because he was quite a posh boy, quite well-to-do people. And he was American, um, aye? Aye. He looked like Ross, (laughs) my friends. He was quite a hot guy, actually. And he uh, he was in the military, so he was in this, he used to run about and, Bring her flowers wearing the, the white navy uniform. Oh and my stuff. god! So, sick. so anyway, um, so we went to the wedding. I I forgot to pack knickers. I just left last minute. <laughs> Conveniently, so I was at a wedding with no pants on. <laughs> and his then they did the whole um, you know, taking the garter off with your teeth and all that, and right, we played okay, a garter right. game. So she didn't know I had no pants on. Nobody oh, knew right, I had no right. pants. Just me, right? I thought this yeah. will be all right. I'll be cool. Sure. Don't get drunk, fall down with my legs up in there. That's 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 the plan. That's the only thing I need to do to get away with this. So, um, so I'm at the wedding, right? <laughs> and uh, they're playing this game. And then apparently in America, the there's people that need to other people that need to take part in this, right? Right. Okay. So, Spurgeon <laughs> points at me. Oh, you're joking. This, and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> it's not for me. Right. Not only that, it's filmed. Oh my right, God. so the camera is like straight facing me, and this guy's pulling my leg up and taking the fucking garter off, and I'm just like, I want to die. Oh, I fucking <laughs> die. Right now. Camera pointing right up my fucking skirt. Oh no! And um, I, I, I pretty much ruined the wedding video. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's a cut and an uncut version of this wedding video. There's a fucking eye. Uh, there's like an emoji that comes up. <laughs> So I um I just totally digressed there, but it's just a funny story it popped into my head. Totally. But yeah. So anyway, so she's she's married to this guy. Um and when we were over well, just after she got married, he went on a a, a tour with his a military thing. So he was away for nine months. So she was like, I'm bored. Like, do you want to come over and just hang for th- I I was allowed three months or something? I says, I all right. So I went over. Hung out, worked in her local strip club because I was bold, oh. and um, and it was a whole different way of stripping. Like over there, you make your money on stage, so you need to be a good stage dancer. Okay. Um, and you do little mini dances for people around the stage, and they they throw like dollar bills it's at like you. What you see in the movies, isn't it? They're chucking the, the money at you. I'm used to twenty pound a dance at this point, and I'm like. Fucking dollar bills. That's about seventy pence. Right? <laughs> let's 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 fucking get the rain happening. <laughs> make it rain. Where's make it rain? So um, when I was doing my mini dances, I'd make sure I spoke to them so that they could hear my accent because that made me money. But anyway, so we did all that. Um, and when I was there, I met a guy, and it was the whole like we had to spend time apart and then we were together and we were apart and it kind of added to the, the drama and the romance and all yeah. that and I loved all that shit. So um, so we decided to get married and he would move to Scotland. Um, that never happened. We broke up about a year later. So okay. it didn't really last very long. Um, but did you get married first, eh? We did you get married, eh? I got married. So... Right. Yeah, and I, you know, I did love him. I absolutely loved him. And um, we we get married, and then we we split up about a year later. And um, to be honest, we split up because we realised as soon as we were married and we were to get in a Suzette, and I was like, this this isn't right. It's not the right time. That's not what I wanted. Though. It's not for him. We we were at each other's throats because we suddenly felt trapped, and it was just wasn't right. So, um, anyway, so that that happened. So. During that time when we were kind of together, but splitting up and all that kind of stuff, I decided to go to uni. I thought I'll put roots down because I'd said to him, you know, we either have kids or I go to university. That's the two choices here because I'm not going to spend my life in limbo. limbo you know, I need right. something. So I went to university and I did um, a degree in geology. During that time, we split up. Also, during that time, um, 
I met somebody when I was dancing in Glasgow who knew of a dominatrix that was looking for somebody to train. Right, okay. So this is how the story all winds up. I know it's convoluted and all no, that. No, no, not at all. The fucking bits. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the club and a guy's talking to me about this lassie that's get she's got a, a cool flat and she works in the dungeon and all this stuff. And I'm just like, this sounds brilliant. Like, sign me up. I'd love to do that. Uh-huh. Ah, exactly. Sign uh-huh. me up. Where do, I, where do I sign? Um, so he put me in touch with her and I went up and did a session at her place. Um, and when I did the session, um, it was kind of like, she was almost observing, but also teaching at the same time. It was kind of odd. Um, and she just brought in this massive like bodybuilder guy, like a big fucking imposing looking guy. <laughs> right. um, ass going right, and I'm like, oh my god, they take you back a wee bit at first. Aye, aye, like do they all like this? So I've got funny stories about him, but I'll tell them later. <laughs> um, so he he came in, she's like that, right? Tell him to kiss your shoe, and I was like, kiss my shoe, and he was like, okay, and he just did it, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> I've like, got the power now. <laughs> This is the power I've wanted. I, <laughs> I wanted to jump about the couch pretending I was Shira. <laughs> she she was like, do this, do that, taught me how to use a whip and stuff. And and I was like, I'm into this man in a big way. And after that one session, she just said to me, like, you're fine. Like you can just start right. booking people in and I'll just train you to go along. And I was like, okay, cool. So and was, she, was she quite was she quite like, you know encouraging you that and wanted you to do it because I'd almost feel that certainly in, in Glasgow I can't imagine there's many yous out there you know is there a lot of yous is... are you kidding I am I'm, I'm, I'm alien to this I'm alien to this no because I'm not giving it names aye Glasgow's saturated with dominatrices honestly aye absolutely saturated right okay. um, there's far too many of us and yeah. there's people that dip in and out right okay. we, and we call them pop up doms because they just pop up get a boyfriend or they go back to work or it's not for them or whatever right yeah. so just we pop up doms but the mainstays there's loads of us so there's right. myself there's argenta there's um there's lilith who trains me okay. there's alicia there's um there's a, a, a duo called schoolgirl doms Right, okay. um, they're not actually schoolgirls. Let's be let's be clear on that. Um, <laughs> just, just to be clear, they just dress up and act like brats. It's brilliant. Um, right. There's also Scarlet, who's been a mainstay for a long, long time. There's oh, who's the, the girl? Is it, is it competitive? I mean, the way that you're talking, it's like you know you're friends with these people and you you know you're quite supportive of them and you like them. But I'd imagine it is quite competitive. It's a business, right? So right. obviously you want to you want to put your best foot forward, but you don't you don't cl- you don't climb by standing on other people. Do you know what oh, I mean? Aye. That just makes you look bad. It makes you look like you're a squabbler and you're into drama. Right. Um so I mean I've got nothing but respect for other people. I don't one thing that I don't like is people that um that make the scene harder or cheapen the scene, you know. So if you're doing discounts and things like that, it's a race to the bottom. Aye. Be better. Don't discount, don't be cheaper, be better. That's mm-hmm. that's what I would say. And that goes to anybody that's even starting out, you know. Um, I used to, I fell into the trap early on of doing discounts because I was trying to get as much money as I could. Aye. And what you I found was that, that then somebody else would do even cheaper and then I had to go even cheaper. And I was like, oh, wait a minute here. I'm not wanting this. Right. We're competing with each other for no reason. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is guys are now going, I'm not paying that. You need to, she's doing it for that much and they right. caught on to it, you know. Right. So that that's one thing that I think is a bit a bit mental that people do discounts. Um all you're doing is losing money for yourself. Sure. And um yeah, just I just think, you know, play safe and don't do discounts and that I've got no no issues, you know. Right. Um but yeah, I, I like all the lasses I've seen and I like I've got a lot of respect for them. It's a hard, hard game. And, and obviously you were you were put onto that, you know. So someone that was already doing it taught. Have you ever taught anyone else, or gave them some introductions? And yeah, I've taught a couple of people. Um, is that usually how it works? Then is that would you go to someone? People or? don't. You, people don't realise it's a it is, it's an actual job and it's work. Um, I think what people think is that you get to swan about in latex all day and your phone just rings off the hook. You mm-hmm. know, guys want to talk to you. Yeah. 
know how it happens, you know, you've got to advertise, you get out what you put in, you've got to have a, a fucking smart website, you have to do your social media marketing, you have to interact with people, customer service, sales, bookkeeping as well, because you, you're self-employed, so you need to register for tax, so it means yeah. you need to keep your receipts and do all that, there's a whole thing to it. Um, I actually wrote a CV the other day, because right. um, I thought, what if I do need to start applying for jobs, like, what will I put on my CV? So I started writing it and I was just giggling away at like some of the stuff that I, that I was writing and I was like health and safety, hygiene, you know, protection of the, from transference of bloodborne pathogens and body fluids and all that. And I sent it to my pal and she was like, body fluids? You know, I'm to change the word in that. And I was like, well, I just thought, you know, with the coronavirus and stuff, it might give me a head start. (laughs) The thing is, there must be so many transferable skills to what you do, you know. Oh, my God. Thank you for saying that, because this is one of the things that I keep saying is um, when you're in the adult industry, and it's widely known, but there are people that are too naive to know this, right? And, And especially see the people that are trying to jump into the adult industry now because they're all losing work. Yep. Once you're in it, you're in it. Right, it follows you about. So your online profile, you can't delete everything that you've got online. Sure. And in order for you to be successful, you're going to need to put a lot online. Yeah. So uh, you, um, you're almost making yourself vulnerable or something, aren't you? Would you say? Exactly. Uh, right. And I'm like, think long term. You know, you might get help for the government. We don't. Right. So um, I actually seen something like that. Without digressing too much, was it was it last year? And you were talking about you know why sex workers are people in the adult. Uh, industry should join trade unions as well and get involved. Was it GMB that were packing that? Or was it, I mean, Aye, that, we've right? got our own branch now. Aye, that's brilliant. We have our own branch. Um, we recently fought a campaign called Ask the 700, but I'll talk to you about that later. Um, but yeah, so transferable skills, right? Mm-hmm. So once you're in the adult industry, you're kind of stuck because when you try and go for another job, you either need to lie on your CV and you'll get found out, let's be mm-hmm. honest, or... Um, you have a gap in your CV and then you take a, a shit of your job and less pay. Right. And a lot of these women are and men, you know, everything in between are um they they have like degrees, they have PhDs, they have right. qualifications, they've got skills, right? Yep. Um some of them have been kicked out of uni because they were moonlighting, some of them have been kicked okay. out of jobs because it's been found out that they were trying to top up their income with a bit of sex work. Okay. What's the fucking harm in it? Sure. Anyway, right, so you're you're in the adult industry, you're trying to get another job, um, and on top of that whole C V thing, right? Because if you put what you've actually been doing on it, they'll go like that and in the bin. Yeah. Um on top of that, you've got politicians, elected officials, women's groups, um, swear fee groups, rad femmes, all telling the press and putting it out there that we're all alcoholics, drug addicts, we've all been abused. We've got mental health issues. And as soon as an employer, even if he didn't have an idea, or he, he would be willing to, he or she would be willing to take on somebody in the adult industry, they're going to hear all that and they're going to yeah. go, that's absenteeism. That's going to cost me money. They're going to be unreliable. Will they turn up for work? What's their attitude going to be like? It's a challenge. So, it's an uphill battle already, isn't it? Before um, exactly. And see, when you've got these women's groups that are going, get a real job, get a real job. And you're yeah. like, well, we're trying but you're not making it very easy for us. You're putting barriers um, in place here. Aye, because there's people that do want to leave and they can't. And there's yeah. people that don't want to leave and they're being um, they're being shamed for it because they, mm-hmm. they want to do their job, they enjoy their job. And that, that kind of shame comes from outside the sex work, but also within as well. Sure. There are There is a wee bit of, kind of internal politics that happens as well, but because um, there's there's this kind of, you know, I'd, I'd like to avoid it, but, there can there can be what we call a, a hierarchy where you've got like your kind of high end happy hookers or whatever you okay. like that's the kind of terminology I don't like it myself but um and you've got you know there's you've got people that are street workers as well but I, you know I believe that everyone deserves the same rights you know it doesn't yeah. matter what job you're doing you're in the, you're in that industry um sure. so you should pre- have rights protected you need to be protected as well yes. Exactly, we should have rights, we should be safe. And that's why I, I, I spoke to GMB and started the union. Um, but the, what was the other thing that you were asking me about? Yeah, the Ask the 700 campaign. Yep. So um, the the Glasgow City Council, there's 
was a politician called Sandra White and she was wanting to shut down strip clubs since I was a stripper. So we're talking okay. over a decade, right? Um, and she wanted to to just ban them completely, but we, she couldn't do it because there was always kickback and it's always been kicked back by the managers and the club owners. So they've went up to Parliament okay. and said, can you shut this down? Um, you've got no good reason. Um, so recently she managed, or last year, she managed to get um, legislation passed that would give councils discretionary powers to licence adult venues Okay. differently to normal right because now they've got a public entertainment license which includes like casinos and things like that but now they're they're, they're bringing in other licenses which are sexual entertainment venues which is very specific right, they okay. don't know what the license looks like they've not written it yet don't sure. know what the conditions are um and they, she was wanting to just push that in and set the number of available licenses at zero right which effectively bans the clubs Aye, of course a work yeah. there's uproar about that so what party I mean, was she from was she this Sandra White SNP so you know I've seen this happen so many times and I said I said to the girls this is the only way you're going to fight this is if you fight it yeah because your silence is is giving them power you need 100%. to speak up Aye. um so I said GMB will back you and if you all join the union we'll clump together We'll form a strike team, we'll get media coverage, we'll change public opinion, and we'll get people to see you as human. That's what we wanted. We need to see you as human. Yeah. Not as a dancer, not as a stripper, not as any of the human. Aye, and a worker, someone that's working as well, aye, and putting food you've in the table for people. You're a, you're a worker, that's aye. it. You're a worker with a job that doesn't want to lose their job. Yeah. You're a worker with a job that doesn't want their job to be unsafe. So, um, and that's what we did. We set about it and we, we formed a small strike team because see, trying to manage a lot of people, it's honestly like herding cats because we're right. so very strong personalities. So we formed a very small strike team, which was honestly the best fucking team I've ever worked in, man. <laughs> right, right. I just loved it. Um, and we just went, we set about just changing public opinion and other people dipped in and out as well and we got other folk involved. So it wasn't always the same faces. Mm-hmm. Um, but You mentioned the opposition there, Megara, for like, you know, certain uh, women's groups and things like that. When you were doing this, was there, was there a lot of backlash? Uh, well, there was a lassie, um, Marie something, I can't remember her surname. Um, she's just a very forgettable woman anyway. <laughs> she, she, I know, she won the Kay Adams show and she was like, I mean, they're just, it's men that are treating them like animals, they're animals. And I, and I was like, hold on a minute. Like, why are you referring to other women as animals? Like, yeah. no one's Friendless. saying that. She's the one that's come up with that. That's an insight into her mind. No, yep. no guy walks in and calls you an animal. What, um, what women's groups who haven't been in a strip club or spoken to any strippers, and this was the whole point of the campaign, you ask them if yep. they like their job, ask them how they got on. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just they don't know exactly what, what it's like in there. So until you know what it's like, you can't speak for me. Yep. You can't speak for these dancers either. Um, and that goes right across the board with any sort of sex work job. Um, so, like, for me anyway... When it came to dancing, um, that's where I learned my boundaries. That's where I learned what okay. boundaries even were. Because yeah. before, I used to go clubbing all the time. Like, I was massively into clubbing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Fuck working on a Monday. Like, where I did you go? Doing, what was your, what was your uh, destination of choice? I had, I had a whole sequence, right? So, <laughs> right. Whole sequence. so Thursday night was our chaos because right. it was old school night. Uh-oh. Friday night was the tunnel or, um, or trash. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday night was the tunnel or the arches, depending on what I'd been to before. God, we're showing our age here. None of them are left. I know. And Sunday night, <laughs> um, Sunday night was Vicky's old school night. Oh, yes. I love the old school music. Classy, man. classy. Nice and about, like, <laughs> fucking chewing my face off. It was excellent. So, um, but I used to go out and stuff, and you'd get guys dance, dancing up on you, grabbing your arse, like, getting right in your face standing talking to your pal and a guy's up do you know what I mean it was just mm-hmm. like and you'd be like oh well I'll just get him to buy me a drink or like it was just very yeah. it was just assumed that that was okay and then when I went into the strip club and I saw the way guys treated women in there and I was like 
they're they're quite well behaved. Like they're not pawing me or anything. Was it more reserved like almost? I it was like there was almost like a fear, like it was a fear. <laughs> um, but you know, a guy was rude to me, and one of the girls was like, "Go and tell the bouncer." So I went up and told the bouncer. I was like, "That guy said this to me," and he went right, and he walked straight down, grabbed the guy, and flung him out, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god, that brilliant!" Never seen so that before. And I thought, okay, and you know, that's when I learned that if it's not okay for it for a guy to grab me or be rude to me when I'm standing in my underwear literally trying to get his attention then it's not certainly not okay for a guy to do any of these things when I'm fully clothed and I'm ignoring and a club. him yeah and I yeah exactly yeah. when I'm just trying to have fun with my friends exactly. so that taught me very strong boundaries you know and there's a lot to be learned there there's a great resource when it comes to um when it comes to like female empowerment, when it comes to um, teaching about consent, boundaries, relationships, all of that stuff, there's hugely and being able to talk openly about sex and not be embarrassed about it. Yep. Um, I don't know if you saw the documentary that was on last night with um, that Miles Bonner did. No, no, so I've seen it. Question of consent is on disclosure. You'll get it online. Right. Um, the main issue is people don't talk. You know, guys yep. are slapping, slapping, spitting, choking, gagging girls, but they're not asking. And it's because they're too embarrassed to ask. Yep. And they just think, well, maybe they like it or maybe they'll just want it because I've seen that somebody done that and like, fucking ask. <laughs> like it's, but people are so embarrassed. Right. They don't know how to, they don't know. They're like, I don't what know. What do you put that to. down to though? Why, why do you think people are, you know, hesitant to ask that question or discuss it or talk about it or? I guess they don't want somebody to point at them and go, hey, that's weird. Yeah. You know, you're it's weird. that fear of judgment, isn't it? Uh-huh. Aye. Or they feel pressure to perform. I'll need yeah. to be as good as this guy that I've seen in porn. Porn's an act. It's all <laughs> yeah. acting. Yeah, totally. So I uh, it's just it's a bit mad. But um but yeah, so we did the we did the um the campaign and it went really well. The, the vote was meant to be um, April, May, but I doubt that's going to happen considering <laughs> what's happening just yeah. now. Um, have, you, have you had a gauge of what, what other politicians are thinking about it? You know, what, what our peers and the SNP are thinking? Or is it is it just this one woman that's kind of leading the charge? She, she's got a few pals. Oh. Quite a lot of pals. Right. Um, you know, the, over in Edinburgh, there's like Ash Denham, who's like very anti as well. There's... And they're all pals with Julie Bindle, who's like a notorious, yeah. like absolute man loather. She absolutely hates guys, okay. um, and she refers to women as vessels and and all these horrible things and meats. And and I'm just like, you're the one that's saying this. Yeah. Like, but what you're doing is trying to put the words in guys' mouths. But really, it's you. Aye. It's her. Totally. She's got a real dislike. So. Um, so we, I mean, we did the campaign, and then for the very first time ever, we managed to get. Um, I think this is the first time in the whole entire world we've managed to get eleven council members in a room with um, eight. So there was myself, there was Ria, um, from GMB. So I'm not a dancer. Ria's not a dancer. Um, and then the rest were all dancers. So another six people. So six dancers, oh, yeah. eleven council members, and two trade union reps. Um, in a room together having a discussion like adults friendly mm-hmm. and um, you know there was a mutual respect there and like I said to the council um, you know you've got the power to make these licences brilliant yep. these lasses have got the knowledge and you're no good listen without to each them. other aye listen to them they're, they're aye, the ones in, to, in the spotlight it needs to be collaborative and it needs to be their voice no my voice and I I said that to them. I said, yep. I don't, I've been out of the game for a long time, so I need to defer to these girls. So if I need to defer to them and I'm an ex-stripper, mm-hmm. then you need to defer to them. Totally. You know, um, you know, nothing, there was no decisions made without going through the girls. Are you happy with this? Are you okay with that? You know, and how do you want the tone of this to be? And that it worked. It really did work. Um, we had a few hiccups along the way, like, we had somebody try to hijack the whole entire campaign and just make it all about them. And we were all like, no, like this right. isn't about one person. This right. is a collective, collective here. You know, and we all agree on something or it doesn't happen. And right. that's it. Um, so she she kind of took the hump with that. And, uh, <laughs> is she still involved? 
No, she went to papers oh, no. and got a bully and all that, and I was just like, oh, dear. Okay, okay. Um, and yeah, I was on holiday when that came out, so it's just these things happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some people just get a wee bit too ahead of themselves, and um, it's it's whatever. You know, there's no there's no no love, no ill feeling, and no love lost. You know, totally. um, but we just cracked on anyway. It was it was it was stress we didn't need at a time when it was already horribly stressful. Those lasses fucking crying and all that. And somebody's photo, this this person put somebody's photo online that shouldn't have been online and outed out of her whole family and all that. Oh, it was just, joking. you know, pretty... And I'm like, this is just careless mistakes. It wouldn't be yeah. made if you just fucking spoke to us. Mm-hmm. So I... Do you feel there's a lot of that in the industry where, you know, families don't know about it and, and girls are scared to open up or...? Exactly, we're not there yet. We're not quite there yet. I've yeah. always been quite. Mum's always said that I'm headstrong. So you know, I, I did my audition and I went home and I was like, "Right, Mum, sit down." She's like, oh, <laughs> "I need to tell you what's this. going on here." And I was like, "I, I went to an audition at Seventh Heaven and I'm going to be a stripper." And she was like, "Right, well, listen, if you're ever unhappy, promise me you'll stop." And I was like, "Aye," and she went, "All right then," and that was that- it. That's oh, just the support of parents that you, you very rarely hear of, isn't it? I'd imagine that there's so many times out there where the, the opposite's happened. And... Well, that's the thing. It's just trust. You know, my yeah. mum knows I'm an adult. If I'm big enough to fly around the world, I'm big enough to, to decide what I'm going to do as a job, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, she stopped wiping my arse when I was quite young, so... <laughs> She's moved on like, to that. Some mistakes, you go make them, but you learn from them if you, if you do fuck up so and that's kind of been my way of doing things anyway I'm not scared of making mistakes I'm not scared of fucking things up um and uh it's just it's served me well I suppose but so it seems like a, a bit of a mad world just now how, how is that affecting you Megara because I imagine that you know a lot of the things that you do you're getting would you say clients to your house or you're getting customers along and it's almost put a whole stop to that yeah so my job is very hands-on um when I first left school, I worked in labs, so I'm used to aseptic technique, being very mindful of transferring um, like contamination and things like that. So yeah. um, in the hand washing thing, I've always done anyway, because I was just as we Why are they taught. telling folk to do this? They've been doing it for years. Uh-huh, and I'm like, <laughs> ah. So it's like consent, isn't it? Like I've been, like BDSM community has been doing it for years. Um, and then all of a sudden people are, like vanilla people are like yeah this new thing consent and I'm like what the fuck have you been doing all this time <laughs> exactly so um yes yeah, so the same with the hand washing I've been doing it for a wee while and most most people that work in my industry um I've got very good hygiene practices anyway but that doesn't um negate the fact that one-on-one contact is probably quite risky because somebody could be not shown symptoms so we just need to be they had to be very, very careful at the very start. But now, obviously, lockdown um, sessions are just done. Like, mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is uh, I'm just making ridiculous content. So if you go on if you go on clips for sale, right, they've got all these fucking categories and some of them are absolutely bonkers, like mm-hmm. brake failure or blown what's bubbles. Break, what's brake failure? Brake failure, will your brakes fail? That's a thing. That right. is a thing make clips like pretend obviously okay sure do you like mm, driving along like mm, oh fuck my brakes aren't working right i thought that was like a, a term in the adult industry that i did not have a clue it was going like oh, actual fucking exactly what it says another category scuba <laughs> madness so there's everything on this clip for sale. imagine me just jumping about like scuba steve telling you to get yourself off so isn't he folks brakes actually Failing and it's no folk in the sea, it's people dressed up with us. No, no, like it's it's so you make clips, right? Right, right. To wank to, right? I, I mean, put it crudely. Aye. So, one of them is people wank over other people's brakes failing. That's bizarre. Isn't I it? mean, obviously, I would role right. play that. I've only cut my own brakes, so that, um, <laughs> right, right, right. You know? Okay, got you. But, um, yeah, I don't think like that one would pass a risk assessment. scuba which I think is hilarious so what I'm going to do um, just to amuse myself and also to stretch my creativity a little bit okay. is um, I'm going to just go through and see how many categories 
I can get through and just Brilliant. upload a clip of each. That's amazing. Um, I did one called Ignore, so I just sat and watched the telly, videoed myself right. and uploaded it. Um, I did and, one. And people will buy that. People are like, that's their thing. Blowing bubbles was another one. So I just sat. I, I basically ate an entire packet of chewing gum and then tried to blow bubbles, but it turns out I had too much chewing gum and I couldn't really blow the bubbles, but I still went for it. Okay. Um, what else did I do? There was like a water sportsy one where I just peed into a bottle and told somebody to drink it. Loads of different wee things, but I'm going to just stretch my creativity out as much as I can oh, yeah. and just make some ridiculous clips. Now's the yeah. time to do it. Okay. So I'm doing that. I'm doing a lot of online. So... You can buy those clips on Clips for Sale, seven, um, store number 79887, okay? okay. So, um, I've also got Admire Me, which is where I put some of my older content on. So everything that's brand new goes on Clips for Sale first, and then it goes on to Admire Me. Okay. And when it goes into Admire Me, um, that's uh, that's £10.99 a month, sure. and you get access to everything. And so what is everything? What, what are you getting access to for your £10.99? I have got about 80 videos on there. Brilliant. Um, 80 quality videos. So, um, and they're good. It's like, we want a video, don't we? You can pause oh. a video if you just prefer pictures, but let's get a video in there. Right. So there's that. There's also, um, so that's admireme.vip slash Fury. There's also, um, what else have I got? I've got Domline, which you can just okay. phone and chat to me. You can go on adultwork.com or is it .com? I think it's .com slash I love Megara. Okay. And um, you can just, do, I'm trying to work out doing webcam on that. But for some reason, so I've got a Chromebook and I've got a Mac. Okay. It doesn't work on a Chromebook or a Mac. So, right. And I don't have a webcam for my Windows computer. Okay. So I've got three computers. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out a way to do it. I'll figure it out at some point. Um, I just need to. So how, how, often, how often are you getting folk phoning then? I feel like I'm getting this one for free here, McGarrett. Uh, I, get, I, I did really well yesterday, actually. Um, right. I was never off the phone and I, like, <laughs> I had one call and another call coming in and I was just like, this is great, brilliant. this is brilliant. Good. Um, and it's really kind of switched over to that just now because people have still got their own wee itches that they want to scratch. So there's also a thing that I'm going to be doing if anybody's interested in chastity. Um, House of Denial, which is a um, a really cool place that sells loads of different chastity devices, they have um, things called cellmates. Okay. So what you do is you put the device on, and it's controlled by an app. Okay. So. So you don't know what's coming, almost. You don't know when you're going to get unlocked. Right. Okay. Right. So if you've been into it, you're you're locked indefinitely. So like. Um, say you were to get a device and give me the details for it, then I would control when you get out of that. Okay. So you could you could be on the phone begging like, oh, I fucking just want to touch my dick. <laughs> um, and I'd just be like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> the better you beg, the better I sleep at night. So um, yeah, that's that's a really cool thing that you could do, and it's a good way to just connect with people. Mm-hmm. You know? And I would imagine, you know, obviously this is certain people's fantasies or this is their pleasures or this is the things that they're into, but what do you get out of it? What, 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 do you buzz off this? What's your thing? I'm just, like, totally fucking tickled by it all. Like, I love it. <laughs> it's always, there's always something new. I love, I've always loved hearing people's stories and everybody's wee quirks. Because, yeah. you know, if we were all the same, it would be a very boring world. That's, you know, sure. that's just the fucking nature of being a human, isn't it? Um, and I just love... I love all the mad shit that people are into. I just find it so fascinating. Um, and I like reactions. Okay. You know? So it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If somebody's really into it and they're reacting off it, I just I feed off that. I Aye. buzz off that. Aye. So for me, it's more of a psychological thing. It's yeah. like a psychological buzz. Um, for some people, it's it's a sexual buzz and things. But for me, it's very psychological. Um and I just, I just really enjoy it. Like yeah, I had someone, be, yes. There must be something mm-hmm. quite satisfying about knowing that you're, regardless of what, how you're doing it or if you're hurting them or what, as you're doing, making them happy, you know, there must be something quite overwhelming about yeah, that. I mean, it's, it's almost therapeutic for them. 
I mean, it's not just mindless violence, you know, they're getting something <laughs> sure. out of it. Yeah. And there are people who will try and use it as a, I guess, a surrogate for self-harm. Okay. And that's something that you need to be careful of. You know, you don't want somebody to just be using you because they are depressed and they but they don't want to hurt themselves. Yeah. So, and, and in those cases, that's the kind of people that you would be like, right, we need to get you some outside help um, yeah. rather than doing this because you're not doing it for the right reasons. It's not therapeutic. It's making you feel worse, ultimately. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be a part of that. Have you, have you experienced we'll that quite a lot? Or has there been a couple of times where you've seen that before? And is it quite easy to tell straight away, you know, who these people are? And, you know, they're, they're not really in this you for know, the right reasons here. There's some people that, you know, I mean, I talk to everybody before anything happens anyway to get a feel for them. Okay. And there are some people that you can tell that there's just like some sort of kind of deep sadness about them or there's a kind of oh. a bit of self-loathing and a bit of self-hatred and for me anyway the way I see it is my job to build that up okay. you know build into strong yeah. people using kink as well because there's there's a sense of satisfaction to be gained from enduring a large amount of pain and getting through that because like say you've got a meeting that you're really it's a big thing it's a big project you know there's a lot riding on it you could get a pay rise for example or you could lose your job whatever you know, going into that meeting, you've got this trepidation, you've got that kind of anxiety. Uh, and you're stuff feeling in your stomach almost that you're... See if you've just come out of a session and you've managed to endure two hours of solid ball busting and you're still standing. Yeah. You can take on the fucking world, you know? Uh, so that meeting's going to be nothing. It's going to be a walk in the park because you can walk in there with your head held high and go, I can take kicks in the balls and you can eh? So... <laughs> You know, psychologically... How, how much more painful can it be? Yeah. Exactly. Like, nothing yeah. can hurt me if, if I can, you know, if I can endure that kind of pain, it makes all the other kind of pain pale in comparison, which is, I guess, a, a big part of the... And, it, you know, subs will be able to explain this a lot more eloquently than I ever could because um, they're the ones that go through it. But um, that's kind of what I see anyway. Right. What One thing that I have seen recently... And this is because of the rise of porn and the rise of um, like kink going mainstream, but going mainstream too quickly. Okay. Because missing all the nuance, we're missing the fact that you need to have chats, you need to have consent, you need. There's a lot of work goes into it before you even take your clothes off. Okay. So there's there's a lot of kind of bits that go into it, but what I'm seeing is people contacting me, especially younger guys, um, and saying, "I just want domination." Right. And I'm like, you've not thought about this. You know, you've not done research. You right. don't know what you're into. And you're expecting me to guess what your favourite dinner is. It's, so it's I'd imagine the older, the older generation of those that are more experienced would come to you and say, I like X, Y and Z. And that's what I want to do. Yes, right. uh-huh, exactly. So they go, I like this, but I don't like it like that. And I much prefer this done that way. And I'm like, brilliant, I can work with that. That's you know, and I'll make that happen, and I'll I'll turn that up to eleven, and you'll fucking love it. Um, <laughs> when somebody says just domination, I just want dominated, and I'm like, mate, you've seen something in porn. Yeah. You're too embarrassed to tell me what it is, so you're going to be like a fucking sack of tatties in this session. <laughs> I'm not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. You don't know. You know you're going to leave here and go. Oh, I don't like that, and I'm like. But you're you're probably yeah. going to blame me for right. being a shit dom when I'm not a shit dom. You've just not communicated. Yeah. So um, there's a, a real strength to taking ownership of what you're into and what you're not into. And just if there's anybody you can tell that to, it's a dominatrix. Like yeah. we've heard it all, we've done it all. Um, you know, I've I've spoon fed somebody a jobby. I've like you know I've we've double teamed an, me and my pal double teamed an old guy and she was at the front and I was at the back and we were like doing an Eiffel Tower in the middle and stuff and it was just <laughs> you know and I've had people dress up in in frumpy clothes pretending to be their own wife okay. while I was flinging custard pies in their hair it's uh, I've done it all seen everything, so. right? that's an but interesting one because obviously obviously you must get people coming along who've got partners and wives and girlfriends and do you think that's something I don't, that they, is that like I a don't bit? ask about that. Right. It's none of my business. What they're just like my private life's none of their business. Right, totally. um, so 
that that's their that's their conscience to reconcile. That's nothing to do with me. All I'm there to do is just facilitate that um, kink thing that they're into. But a lot of people they, they tell me things that they've never told another soul. Um, and You're the only person they can open up to, right? And I take that really seriously. That's a big yeah. thing. You know, it takes a lot to open up. Yeah. Um, you know, I speak to people, and you can you can hear it in their voice. They start off like very timid and very, and then when I'm like, all right, good, that sounds brilliant. What we do next? Aye. And you know, just just let them know that they're okay. They're not a freak. They're not a weirdo. A wee bit of validation goes a long way. Yeah. And then they start kind of, oh, and I'm like, oh, back in your knees. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself, there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I never said eye contact. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's, I like seeing that. I like seeing people grow and people gain confidence in their own self. Because okay. your sexuality is a huge part of you. You can't yeah. ignore it. And I mean, you, you touched on earlier, you know, that the, uh, I naively didn't know that, you know, that the Glasgow scene's kind of saturated with dominatrix. And you spoke there about, you know, things are kind of going online. So you've got all your different websites set up and your people are phoning you. But it seems to me that now that, you know, you've got platforms like OnlyFans. It seems like that's a really saturated market as well. Is that fair to say? It can be, yeah. Mm. Um, how, how do you stand out for the crowd then? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of newbies that are just like, I could make quick money at this. Aye. And if you're lucky, you will. But if you don't put the work in, you won't. You know, you, don't, you can't just rely on OnlyFans. You need to have a good Twitter following. You need to have an online presence. You need to have good business skills. You need to be able to think outside the box when it comes to speaking to guys. Like, there's a lot of stuff that is behind the scenes before you even get to see any of your money. Um, and you know, the best way is just to look at people that are doing well and try and emulate some of that without directly copying. But what's working, what's not working, you know. And I think that's the same in any field, isn't it? You look at those that are the best at it and think, what can I take for that? Though? Exactly. You know, people like the people that are that are very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Are the people that will be that don't have any, uh, they don't have any qualms with teaching other people because they know they're good and that Aye. you know they're, they're not scared them. of that competition. Exactly, mm-hmm. um, and I've noticed that you know you've got people like like Stephen Covey wrote the Seven Habits of Highly Intelligent, Highly Successful People. You know, if he thought that giving secrets away meant his business was going to go under. Aye, he's not going to do it, has he? Aye. He doesn't have that self-doubt, you know? Aye. He's just like, I'm that good that I'm going to tell everybody else how to do it because I know that I'm the fucking best. Like, I love that kind of big, big tit energy. It's good. Aye. But, yeah, there's loads of people that are good that will help other folk. Um, there's other people that are just very, very private. Um, mm. For me, like, I've had a lot of people who want me to train them recently want me to train them for free and right. they're talking you're giving about up your time aren't you I right. you know and, in an already saturated area I don't want to add any more pressure on myself or other doms in, in the in the Glasgow area yep. um, because I know it's saturated and what I would say to people is if you're going to set up set up in a city that doesn't have any doms then you've got no I mean, that's a no-brainer. You know, Aberdeen, loads of money there, no doms. Um, Dundee, loads of money, no doms. Um, Well, there are a couple of doms, but nothing significant. Not established almost, certainly. Stand out. Um, There's loads of places that you could go and set up. Edinburgh, hardly any doms. Um, So do that. That's 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 where you need to be, not Glasgow. Um, totally. So, how how do you deal with working from home? Because essentially, I'd imagine there's a lot of people watching and listening to this that are going to be working from home over the next few months, and that's essentially your remit. I've always worked from home, man. I fucking love it. Like <laughs> I can roll about in my jammies and then jump into latex and jump straight back into my jammies again. Aye. It's fucking banging. It's funny. I'm quite um, enjoying just uh, when I've been working from home, sitting about in my shorts, and I'm thinking you can do that all day, every day. It's like when do you ever get dressed? I no. I mean, the only thing. So my my partner is now working at home, um, which is challenging. Challenging. <laughs> 
that. He's he's literally my best pal. Like he's he's fine. Um, we make each other tea and stuff, and we've just been. I'm always full of fun and just full of like, just make the best of things. You know, find oh, the yeah. fun in it, find the positive. Let's fucking, because otherwise you'll end up digging yourself into a big negative hole. Yep. Um. So. And I can't imagine that he's he's working in the same office space as yourself. Well, he's at one end of the living room <laughs> and I'm at the other. And I'll just come in here, which is just like because right. So because I work I work from home, right? So there's loads of distractions. There's foods. There's hundreds of foods, right? right. So I'm like, mm, I could just eat all day. You've been stockpiling. Um, aye, there's also like, <laughs> well, I'm an alcoholic, right? So I already had seventeen of everything because I can't even want anything, right? right. <laughs> so I'm fine, but um, so there's that. There's my dad coming round for a wee chat and a cup of tea, and then there's pals, and then there's the postman, and it you know it's constant distractions. Plus, it's hard to go from, you know, when you get up in the morning, you get ready, you leave, you go out the door, you get into your car, you go to work, and that gives you time to put your head into work mode. Yep. I've got to do that walking from one room to the other, or yeah. within the same room. There's no. There's no real big change that that signifies to me. Right, that's me at work now. So what I like to do is have an area that is my work area because that creates an anchor of this is my work area, this is not my work area. So when I'm here, I'm working. When I'm here, I'm not working, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll like set up my my laptop or whatever and that's, that's where it goes. My partner is a fucking tidy freak. Right. <laughs> right. And then, and he shuts my laptop and puts it away, and I'm like, uh, I've got, I've got very similar problems in this house, but I know that I divulge too much. I'm like, fucking stop it. Right. And then you can't find things. Aye. That's like me walking in and just pulling you at your office and locking the door. What would you do? <laughs> You'd be and he's like, I'm like, stop touching things. Stop right. it. Stop asking me what's happening with this and what's happening with that when I'm in the middle of working. Okay. So I, so I was like, I can't fucking wait. You're in here. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to just walk over when you're mid work and shut your laptop, shut it down, right on your fingers, both. No more work. Well, that's you going um, back to being in charge again, Megara. I was doing, like, I was only waiting. I would never do that because I'm not an arsehole. But mm. I decided. Um. But it's been fun, and and I says to him, I says you're go, you're going to get an education with this. Um, so we're sitting in you know a couple of days in. I says, and he's like, I just want to eat all day, and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> now you know how it is. And he left all his stuff lying out, and um, and he like we moved from one area to the other area, so we'd watch TV or whatever. Um, I said, I says it's good to have a wee area that's just your work area, isn't it? And he's like, yeah. I says, do you understand now why I crack up when you shut my laptop? And he's like, I says, you can't move things about because then I can't find them. It stresses me out. It adds time onto my setup. It adds, you know, don't do it. And he's like, okay. Um, I said, but you understand now how difficult it is to just work from home. And he's like, yeah. Um, I says, and also trying to switch off at the end of the night and stop working. Because he was sitting, he was tinkering about with things to about nine o'clock last night. And he's a nine to five guy. And I was like, right, come on, let's get a bag of crisps open and watch the no, telly. So I, uh, it's just he's he's learned now how challenging it actually is, um, and also like I've because I've been doing a lot of online stuff and making content and that I'm just running about in my underwear, like, <laughs> with my makeup, my hair done, and he's just like <laughs> just looking at me like. What is this? I'd imagine he's very supportive of Megara. <laughs> he's so sometimes he'll go on conference calls and I'll just be like <laughs> just like that. Oops. <laughs> it's just mad. But he's he's having a good time, so okay. um but yeah. And you're both he's both keeping sane at the moment. I we do, we make each other laugh all the time, which is good really important especially with this see if I was living with a total miserable person man oh I'd be like do you know what you need to go out and get coronavirus you're out <laughs> the door man so I it's just um it's been good fun it's been good fun I was running about the other day and um I'd made content and I was in like a white uh 
white bodysuit thing and a wee skirt and all that. And, uh, and I was just jumping about doing my usual, just trying to distract him when he was on calls and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, do you want a coffee? And he was like, yes. And I turned around <laughs> to go into the kitchen and he fucking slapped my arms. <laughs> <laughs> totally like he's like the fucking boss in the second. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> back to work. You're going back to the office. <laughs> It's too funny. So I uh, we've, we've had a great laugh so far, and long may it continue because um, that's what gets you through, and it just laughter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What's the what's the future plans for you then? What what should people be looking out for? I don't know. Buy my fucking shit. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping that we get the that we get self-employed workers some uh, some money. To be honest, it's been ridiculous, hasn't it? I mean, I think there's been so much put out there in terms of like employers but there's been nothing at all for self-employed absolutely nothing i know but what i'm finding really funny is see everybody that's been tax dodging <laughs> the fuck now? i know and i'm like mm, oh well um so i it's just it's hard going isn't it exactly. um, i mean i've i've always been tax registered so i'm, I'm fucking thankful that i did it yep. and i'm thankful that that i do put through what i make um because, and I, I've always needed to do that anyway, because otherwise I wouldn't get a mortgage. But um, I've just always done it because I just think in the long run, you know, I like contributing. I like right. being able to help people that aren't uh, as well off or whatever. So at the end of the day, it comes full circle, doesn't it? You know, exactly. you, you get back and you give out, totally. um, which is cool. But I thank God because... Um, there, there's a new bill that's going through. Hopefully, it'll pass without any hitches. But um, they're looking to to give self-employed people eighty percent of their net, okay. which is basically what what your profits are after tax. Um, so if that happens, you know my bills are covered at yep. least, right. um, and anything else is a wee bonus. Um, I've also ordered some gym equipment, and it fucking better arrive, man. Because I am going. <laughs> They're crazy. And also, the, the you know the legislation that we've brought in for this? They says you're allowed one form of exercise a day. Aye. How are they more? I mean, I can't do squats and lunges. Is that? <laughs> totally. Or what if I say that I'm going out to walk a marathon? Can I allow doubt all day? It's so vague, isn't it? Aye. It's ridiculous. It's like he's never heard of a smart goal. <laughs> I don't think he has. I'd be very surprised if he has. I know, specific, measurable, <laughs> <laughs> realistic and time-scaled. It's just... Uh, That's the leaders of this country, Megara. I know. Do you know what? As much as um, as much as everybody slagged him and stuff, he has got literally the, the survival of the entire UK weighing on his shoulders. Aye, totally. I, I wouldn't want to be in his position, to be fair. And he's 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 got to battle against the fact that he's always just been a big fucking daft character. But yeah. I don't, you know, I think that he's. I really feel for him. I really do. Everything he's saying is just getting absolute criticism, and you're not doing enough, and you're not, and that must be super. I don't think I could do the job, but super overwhelming. Yeah. And I think um, that's probably a part of it. For you know, this is going to be an easy ride for me if I get this job, and it's it's been the polar opposite, isn't it? It's, woofed, I know. Right. Can you imagine? Mm. Um. And I really do think that although, you know, the Tories have got a bad name and blah, 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 I think now is the time to put all that shit aside and just focus on... Like, how do we help each other here? Yeah. No time for partisan politics. Fuck off yeah. with that. I actually um, thought that was good Sturgeon coming out and saying that as well, you know, like, let's just put our rosettes down and actually try and make the best for everyone here, you know. It's... Oh, my God, I know. And that's the, that's the mature thing to do. And I think that might be... I think this is going to change the landscape for for a long time to come yeah. um it's definitely put you can see it on a local level it's put a lot of perspective out there yeah you know what i've seen is that twitter's become a much friendlier place <laughs> people aren't canceling you never thought you'd seen a million years eh? i know so you people aren't canceling each other Aye. you know you you had like you had right wing people and then you had the, the hard hard left <laughs> and they were at each other's throats canceling each other out left Aye. right and center over min- minor, minor, minor things, and now they're getting a wee bit of perspective that maybe, right. 
that wee thing that you, that that fucking acronym that somebody get wrong maybe isn't the most important thing in the whole entire world, right. and really none of it fucking matters. It's probably going to bring it. out the best in communities as well, isn't it? I mean, you see people helping the elderly and actually speaking to their neighbours again, which is bizarre. Yeah. I like it. I, I, don't I? No, I totally love it. Actually, it annoys me the, the lack of community uh, engagement up until now. So I'm quite happy to see the way it's going, even though in a terrible situation. Me and my, my pal Jennifer, she's on my Twitter, Jennifer Jones. We just sit and like talk about how social media isn't real. It's just man on the internet shouting Aye. at you. Like, and it tends to be those with, it tends to be those that don't have a photograph or their real name, isn't it? It's, Mm. Exactly, and we've we've always had these chats, and it's been really good, like getting that kind of perspective, that real thing. And and um, and now we were talking about it the other night, and we're just like, this is brilliant. Like none of it mattered, none yeah. of it, and it's it's nice that people are recognising that. So we'll just um, long may it continue. I just really hope that people just keep being nice to each other, even when we're not faced with this fucking crisis. <laughs> we now know we've got the capacity to do it. You used to pretend that that was you need to hang on to your fucking no you don't, no you don't <laughs> ideals are fluid, they can be part <laughs> for community, they can be part for the greater good um, and people are realising that and I'm just, I'm loving it, absolutely loving it That was a call to arms there Megara I like that I think <laughs> I'm always with my wee soapbox right. I remember when I was like, so when I was about 15 I went to I went to all different schools right I started off in a non-denominational school and then my mum and dad split up and I moved to moved from um the sunny suburbs of Garahill and Mount Vernon which was all a little bit posh and get plonked into Hag Hill which was just <laughs> after Deniston it was like the scabby bit of Deniston it was mm. absolutely bogging at the time and I mean it's all been gentrified now but fuck me there was a wee, there was a door you used to be able to go up and you'd stick a fiver through it and somebody would flick a bit of hash out at you. It was brilliant. So, is it still there? Yeah, right up Alexandra Park. Get the fence for a smoke with your pals. Um, so I used to just bonkers. But I, that's where I get packed. And um, there was a school that was next to us called White Hill. My mum says, you're not going there. That was the non-denominational high school. She's not going there because somebody gets stabbed in the playground by somebody right. else. And she's like, I'm no sense in you there. And I was like, right. She went, you can go to St Mungo's. And I was just like, I don't think I want to. Like, I don't, I'm not, mum, I've not even been baptised. Like, I'm not going to fit in. And she was like, you'll be fine. So she just sent me to this school where everybody was like praying at the start and end of every lesson. You're wondering what's going on. I'm used to that. And um, if you didn't say the Hail Mary loud enough, you'd to say it again and all this. And I was like, fuck, this is the... Like, I'm not going to go for a job after school and be like, I can say Hail Mary's really loud. Like, and do it five <laughs> times fast. Right, you hear me? Totally. Um, it's just not going to stand me in any good stead. But... Aye, so uh, all different schools and all that. And um, when I went to the when I went to the non-denominational school, the uniform was just a jumper. That was it. Wear what you want. Your bottom half. When I went to the Catholic school, um, it was skirts for girls, trousers for boys. Okay. So it's fucking freezing in the winter, and they were like, just wear tights. And I was like, that's not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, your tights get wet you're walking about with wet clingy tights all day it's just minging and they're like just wear two pairs and I'm like no because the wind blows through tights it doesn't <laughs> matter just put a pair of trousers on I and my mum's going to go mad if she's got to wash like 10 pairs of tights every week so mm. um, so I started a petition because I said it was right. sexy um, and it, frankly I found it quite creepy that um, male teachers were telling me to wear a skirt so I, I made it like right Aye. fucking totally um, and I did this petition I get most of the school to sign it and then I sent it to the headmaster um, I was like girls want to wear um, they want to wear trousers like they want yeah. to at least have the option to wear trousers so um, the year after I left they changed the uniform policy really? <laughs> They didn't want to do it when you were there just to give you that satisfaction. Wait till you're out the door and then. <laughs> so I've always been a shit stirrer. Like, if I no, see no. an injustice, I can't just sit back and let it happen. Like, Once this is all over, I can see you going for Scottish Parliament elections. 
Could you imagine? That would be hilarious. <laughs> never say that never. That would some fucking feathers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Dominatrix. Aye. Well, why not? Do you know what I mean? It's why not? It should be people representative for all walks of life. I think so. Get a bash. Absolutely, and if I can pass the selection, uh, I'll be <laughs> I'll be doing a crowdfund. That you need, I think you need five grand to be able to stand. You need right. to put up five grand. So um, I'll need to do a whip run on Twitter. <laughs> I'll make the, I'll make the first donation, Regan. I'll make this a campaign. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That would be so cool. It's happening. It's happening. Anyway, I better better let you go just now. But that was amazing for your time. Thanks so much for for chatting. Oh, thank you so much for having me on.